0: You are listening to The Courageous Living Podcast with certified life coaches and ministry leaders Sarah Tolbert and Heidi McLean. The Courageous Living Podcast is about you and how you can live courageously in spite of fear and past experiences. Their goal is to empower you with knowledge, skills, and techniques they share with their clients to help you live a more joyful, purposeful, and fulfilling life. Let's get started.
1: Welcome to the Courageous Living Podcast. Sarah and I are excited to have you join us today. Courageous Living is about moving forward despite adversity or feeling afraid. It's about being willing to take a risk, stepping outside your comfort zone, and becoming the best version of you. And we're here to help you do just that. At the beginning of each episode, Sarah and I will be sharing something that happened the past week that gave us a sense of accomplishment or fulfillment, and we're gonna call it our win. It's a way to help break the ice and give you a sneak peek into our lives and let you see what motivates us. Following our win, we'll talk about the topic for this week, and at the end, we will wrap it up with a challenge just for you so that you too can have a win of your own for the week.
2: Sarah, what was your win for the week? So my win for the week was teaching my two youngest kids to cook, they're six and nine, and they really wanna learn to cook by themselves. But I mean, obviously that's too young to do unsupervised. but that wasn't actually the issue that was holding me back from teaching them. For those of you that don't know, I am a meat freak and you wouldn't know it by looking at my home right now, but really <laughs> I am. <laughs> I cannot stand messes on the counter, dishes in the sink, like don't even get me started on food falling on the floor, okay? Like I just have a huge problem with messes. So <laughs> in teaching my kids to cook, well, they're messy, they're kids. So I just didn't really want to deal with cleaning up after their mess because that's kind of what I tend to do. They drop an eggshell, I pick it up. Like I just clean up after them. I don't know why. I just always have done that. I guess. And I taught them though, as we cooked, to also clean up their messes. Like how's awesome. how awesome yeah why didn't I think of that before that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so if they can learn to cook they can learn to clean up afterward too right so right. they cooked breakfast this past weekend and they did a really good job cleaning up too I didn't even have to tell them to do it I was just I was really proud of myself for allowing the mess to happen and giving them an opportunity to clean it up I just let go of control so that was my win and they did a really good job too so just letting go of control and being okay with the temporary mess like That's huge for me. That is
1: awesome. Good job. Thank you.
2: (laughs) So what was your win this week?
1: My win for the week was finally recording my first YouTube video for my coaching services.
2: Nice. Thank
1: you. To some that may sound lame because technically it's really not that hard to do. (laughs) But for me, this was a big win because this has been a huge mental block for me for some reason due to some personal insecurities. And as you know, Sarah, I've had this innate need for things to be done right.
2: What? You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, it's, you know, I tried to take break, great pride in what I do and I just had, was stuck. And this mental block was just keeping me from moving forward, and I was able to clear that last week, and it led me to no longer making excuses and holding back, and I just did it. And even though it's just a three-minute video, it rep- represents an internal victory for me, so I'm happy about That's
2: that. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Well, let's get started on today's topic. Today we're going to talk a little bit about comparing ourselves to others and how comparing ourselves to others affects our life and our mental health. Let's talk a little bit about comparison and what it does to us in our lives. President Theodore Roosevelt is often credited for saying the thief of joy is comparison Mm. and it's quoted often because it's so true. If you think about it, When we're making comparisons between ourselves and those around us, we're consistently making judgments. And in these judgments, we're either viewing ourselves or valuing ourselves, I should say, above another individual, or we're viewing our value beneath other individuals. In life, we've all been blessed with God-given talents. We have strengths and different abilities, and these talents and abilities have either been enhanced or are hidden based on whether or not we've developed them further. And because of that fact, there will be things that you will excel at more than the average person. It's just true. And also because of that, and also as true, there are things that others will do and will excel at more than you. It's just the way life is. And comparing ourselves is a judgment teeter-totter trap that keeps us constantly in flux between a state of false security or a state of false insecurity. Also, when we're busy playing on the comparison teeter-totter, we're not comparing ourselves to our peers or those of similar talent, economic status, etc. We typically are comparing ourselves to a leader in the field mm-hmm. or the most fit or most successful person in the room that we can see. And this exaggerates the discrepancy between where we are and where that individual is. And so if we're utilizing an expert as our benchmark, and we are nowhere near that benchmark, it can destroy our hope, it creates discouragement, causes frustration, and can lead to self-loathing. And then we utilize all our energy and all our resources trying to become what we view as an ideal. And if we fail to reach it, again, it sets us up for feeling like we failed and for self-deprecation. Comparing ourselves to others keeps us consistently in a state of instability. So with that being the case, Why do we do it so often? In other aspects of our life, we would never consider anything with such a tremendous amount of instability attached to it. And yet we're using it as a benchmark frequently. I think a lot of that has to do with social media. Mm -hmm. So let's think about other examples of instability where we would never give room in our lives for unstable thinking. Would you ever buy a home if you knew the foundation was built on glass or quicksand? Mm. Would you be excited about starting a job where you never knew when or if you're going to work, or when you're going to be paid. In these situations, obviously, the answer would be a hard no, right? right? (laughs) Because why? Because of the instability. You would not get value out of either of those situations. In fact, it's setting you up for failure. And so we need to cease to consider comparison as an option. We need to look at comparing ourselves to others exactly in that same way. The majority of the time when we're comparing ourselves to others, we are comparing a perceived reality to another perceived reality. Sometimes we're not giving ourselves enough benefit of the doubt, and sometimes we're giving somebody else too much benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And so rarely when we're comparing ourselves to others, is it ever based in truth?
2: Yeah, exactly. And not only that, for those of you who are Christians, you're essentially saying that you're not happy with how God created you. Like he didn't do a very good job or he made a mistake with you. God doesn't make mistakes. And this may also mean that there's a lack of gratitude as well. Maybe a lack of gratitude for who we are, who we were created to be. Again, it's almost kind of like a slap in the face to the Lord. And also we're making idols of others when we compare. And like you mentioned before, Heidi, um, when we're saying someone else is better than us or perhaps not as good as us. That only leads to more struggles for approval. We're putting Mm -hmm. someone on that pedestal. And Galatians 1.10 says it like this, am I trying to win the approval of humans or God? Or am I trying to please people? Mm. This is a waste of time to try to please others. Yep. So what if they think you're a superstar? Does that change who you are or your purpose? This is why it's one of Satan's greatest tools. It's impossible to please everyone, but he will do his best to convince us that we should kill ourselves trying to please everyone. Right. That's Mm -hmm. what we should do. That's our standard. As a society... We've been conditioned to think that comparison is a healthy practice when in fact it's just the opposite. It is unhealthy and destructive. And we take this encouragement to compare and stride. Think about it. There have been phrases literally created for comparison. Ever hear of keeping up with the Joneses? Right. How about FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> Both of these phrases are based on consistently making comparisons between who we are, what we have, or what someone else has, is, or is doing. Right? Right. right. Our society has become extremely talented at making comparisons with our lives and the lives of others. Included in that, though, has been a magnitude of blame and shame that goes along with it. Right. Comparison is breaking down our society at warp speeds. I mean, think about it. How are we truly able to esteem ourselves or esteem others if we're in a constant flux of judgment? With that judgment comes an automatic assumption that our perception is right. And because of this, comparing ourselves to others does not give room for empathy or a willingness to put ourselves in someone else's shoes nor does it allow us to see things from another point of view or perspective. Mm -hmm. And this is especially true if we're comparing ourselves with another who may have different values or beliefs than we do.
1: That's absolutely true. And here's a little bit more as to why we shouldn't compare and how not to compare. In the Bible, Matthew tells us in chapter seven, verses one through five, judge not that you be not judged. And then goes on to say, for with that judgment, Ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with that measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. The last decade, especially the political arena we have seen, has demonstrated this ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. Like the scripture says, basically what goes around comes around how you judge others is how yourself will be judged. And when we compare ourselves to others, that's exactly what we're doing. We're making a judgment about someone else and we're making a judgment for ourselves. So let's just use an example. Let's say I'm comparing myself to Kylie Jenner. If I look at her picture and the millions of dollars she is making or has made and compare it to myself, what am I judging her on? Well, first I'm judging her on her beauty and her body. When I look at myself, I don't look like that. <laughs> me either. <laughs> is this a win for me? In that moment, no, I don't. I, I can't even compare, can't come close. And I mean, first of all, I'm 50 and she's in her 20s. That There's no way. Right. <laughs> That's gonna correlate. Second, she has access to a team of people to help her look the way she does. Yes. Do I? No, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, I need to fire them. <laughs> but she has a team of people to market for her to bring her opportunities that will bring in revenue. Do I have that? No. Can I hire people? Yes, can I at the extent she does? No. Eventually, maybe, but I'm judging her where I'm at now to where she is now. And do I think of all these things when I'm looking at the picture article that describes her success? Usually no, but should I? Yes. I mean, did I judge her on her philanthropic efforts? No. Did I judge her on her intelligence? No. How about did I judge her on her kindness and compassion? No. Do I excel in those areas? Heck yes. Yeah. But using this example, you can see whatever benchmark I used to judge someone else that benchmark then becomes a measuring stick for judging myself or for others to judge me with. And the second thing I wanted to point out is that when we are judging another and putting ourselves in a position that elevates us above another, are we standing a position without error or without reproach?
2: Mm -hmm, Right, and also who decides who we should be or not be, what we should do or not be doing, whose standard are we using and why? And if we do reach this standard of excellence or stature or beauty, whatever, then what? What does that do for us? (laughs) Like, what does that do for you? What does that do for our esteem? (laughs) My guess would be absolutely nothing. You're still the person you are. You still have the beliefs that you have. You still have the feelings and the emotions of who you are and and what you are and what you're doing and going through and just because someone gets a swimsuit doesn't mean they can now magically swim (laughs) you know just because they got a degree in law because their entire family has a law degree doesn't mean they should be practicing law they can be just as happy and if even more happy doing what they were created to do even if that means they're going to be let's say a dog groomer instead If they're happy doing that, that's what they should be doing, not being a lawyer because they're comparing themselves to their family and going by that standard of what they should be doing. Who says they have to go on to be a lawyer when their heart's not in law and is you know, it's in taking care of animals, maybe instead and making the animals smell good and look pretty. (laughs) Maybe that's what they want to do. Right. Right. Speaking of standards, I had a client that was so busy focusing on how lazy her husband was. Those are her words. My husband's lazy. (laughs) And it's, and I said, why is he lazy? Well, he won't clean out the garage. Okay. I said, well, how, how exactly does that make him lazy? Like who said he was lazy because he didn't clean the garage? And she thought about it for a moment. She's like, I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that. <laughs> I said, okay, well, did someone say to you in your past that you're lazy because you didn't clean up something? And she thought about it and she said, oh my gosh, yes, my mom used to tell me that I'm lazy mm-hmm. because I didn't clean my room. Sometimes. She said most of the time it was clean, but when it was messy, like she would tell me how lazy I was. And I said, ah, aha, there you go. <laughs> okay. So you're comparing your husband to the ideal or the standard that you were taught or or compared right. to as a child and I said let's go back to your husband is he really lazy or is there something else and she said oh my gosh no he's definitely not lazy he works all day like six days a week and on Sunday he chooses to relax so no he's not lazy he's exhausted from the week and I understand why he's sitting on the couch now doing nothing and I said okay so does he ever clean the garage like a little and she says yeah he does he cleans a little bit at a time it's just not the entire thing at at once like i had to do with my bedroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i said uh-huh there we go and she said it made so much sense to her because she's now able to look at it from another more understanding perspective and the judgment she placed onto him was now removed that's excellent we often do that
1: in our relationships. We project onto our spouses or our significant others the standards that we were raised with and think mm-hmm. that they need to act accordingly and, and honestly. We just need to accept them for what they bring to the table. And right. that's an excellent example. Well, let's be honest that we've shared how and why comparison is the thief of joy. From time to time, we're still going to do it, whether it's out of habit or, hey, we are human. Right. <laughs> let's give ourselves a little break there. (laughs) But to maintain emotional health, here are a couple of things you might want to keep in mind when you actually do find yourself comparing yourselves to others. First, recognize that you in fact are comparing yourself to others. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. So acknowledging that is actually a huge step. Second is realizing that the person that you're comparing and evaluating yourself against is typically an unrealistic expectation of what you can achieve where you are at in the present. You know, I love psychology today. They recommend that you make a list of 10 people with similar accomplishments and attributes. And if you're going to compare yourself, then compare yourself with whomever is listed as number seven on that list.
2: Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And then that gives you a more realistic perspective. Mm -hmm. And then think about why are you even making this comparison in the first place? What is it that you're wanting to achieve or become? What is it that this person represents for you? Are you wanting to be a better parent, better athlete, more financially stable? Ask how is it that that person you are comparing yourself, how did they become the way they did? What classes did they take? Were they part of a mentorship program? What resources do they or did they have at their disposal and what can you glean from that? And last is make a list of your positives and identify where you were and compare it to where you are now. How much has your talent improved? And who might view you as a role model right now? What could you share with someone who might be starting from the place where you were at six months ago or a year ago or five years ago?
2: Yeah, that's all such good information. And just really stop playing the comparison game. Uh It hurts you. It can cause you to have strained or broken relationships when you feel you don't measure up We were not created to all be the same. What a boring world that would be if we were all the same. No, thank you. (laughs) We were created for diversity and each person has a special gift and a purpose. And like you said, Heidi, that's what we should be comparing. Are we that person, the one we were created to be? If not, why not? How do we get there? Then compare who you were then to who you are now. Compare to see how much you've grown, not for any other reason, not to shame, blame or anything, other than praise and be glad and grateful in who you are, what you've accomplished, and who you've become.
1: Yes, Um, your
2: challenge this week is twofold. First
1: is to identify when you are comparing yourself to others, and the second is to be mindful to ask the questions I shared with you a moment ago. Why am I comparing myself to this person? What tools did they use to become who they are, and how does that apply to me, and who might I be a role model to, Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening today. Like and follow Sarah and Heidi on their Facebook page, Tolbert and McLean Coaching, and share with them your stories, thoughts about today's episode, and let them know what topics you'd like for them to discuss. If you have any questions for Sarah and Heidi or would like to schedule a coaching session, you can email them at tolbertandmclanecoaching@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you next week.